Hello, my friends. Today we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, which of course makes you think, among other things, tequila, which makes me think Don Julio, <laughs> which reminds me, huge thanks to our friends at Don Julio for sponsoring this special Cinco de Mayo episode of Bottomless Brunch of Coleman's, the podcast. You know what? I said one of my reasons for doing all this is my love for bringing all sorts of people together. Sometimes it's people I've known forever. Sometimes it's brand new friends. Today, we've got one of those great conversations where an old friend, my buddy from back in New York days, Raul Castillo, joined me along with someone I'm just getting to know, the wonderful actor, Gabriel Luna. They both have so many shared experiences, but different paths to where they are now. And as Mexican-American artists who think a lot about how their culture and upbringing influenced that art, it was great to talk to them for this brunch that celebrates Cinco de Mayo. It also has one of our tastiest cocktails yet. And as the weather starts to warm up and summer suddenly doesn't seem quite so far off, I had a great and warm time with Gabe and Raul. So I wanted to let you hear the whole thing and then I'll be back for some dessert action and get you on some more of my thoughts. Enjoy Cinco de Mayo with Gabriel Luna and Raul Castillo. I'm so excited for today's guest. Okay, I have a phenomenal actor and playwright who I know from our days in the city that never sleeps. Now, you recognize him from Vita, uh, We the Animals, and Looking. And he currently stars in Zack Snyder's upcoming film, Army of the Dead. Please welcome my pal, my brother, Raul Castillo. Oh, Coleman. So good to see you, man. So great to see your face. Good to see you too, man. You like that intro? (laughs) It's low budget. I feel the love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, please, here's a brother that is great to have. He's a ghostwriter, he's a terminator, and he's also a fellow Sagittarius. Please welcome my new brother, Mr. Gabriel Luna. What's up? Yeah. What's up, Coleman? How I know you're Sagittarius. When's your birthday? Yeah, man, November 28th. What's yours? I'm the, I'm the 5th. I'm the following week, December 5th. Dude, there we go. We got, we got birthday celebrations to do in the future. All right, man, let's party. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Brothers, I just got back from your home state of Texas where we shoot Fear the Walking Dead. That state has produced such talent as Robert Rodriguez and Eva Longoria, Ethan Hawke, Renee Zellweger, Steve Martin. Okay, what is it about Texas that produces such a great list of hacks? Okay, you guys <laughs> <laughs> What is it about Texas that has made you the men that you are? Gabriel? Oh, man. I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, you forgot Matthew. You got Matthew. You got uh, Rick you got Linklater. Matthew. You got uh, <laughs> Wes Anderson. Yep. That's right. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think that I, I grew up with, uh, you know, you, you kind of a little more rough and tumble and you, you know, they put a guitar and a football in your hand and, and they set you loose and and you come back with some bruises and scrapes and stories to tell. And then I think that helps when you eventually become a storyteller. But, um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, it, people, they come from all walks of life. Folks from Houston are going to be a little different. Different in what way? What, what are they going to be like? What are the Houston people going to be like? Compared to- <laughs> like Houston is, Houston is, Houston's got like, you know, it's a much bigger city. They know how to drive. They actually know how to drive because they've had highways for a much longer time. Right. You know, Austin, the people drive crazy and we have two highways and the whole thing's congested and people just, just acting dumb sometimes. Uh, you know, Dallas is up north and they think that they're actually probably New York or something. But, uh, you know, and then you, then you got the valley, you got West Texas. You, I mean, we, we you know, we, it takes you 14 hours to get from, from border to border going east to west. That's so true. it's, um, you know, you got a little something for everybody and everybody probably had a different experience. 
I know Raul's probably had a, a beautiful experience down the Rio Grande Valley. The RGVs. Yeah, tell us, Raul. Is, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. No, the RGV is a, a really special place. I'm, I'm first generation Mexican American, so um, I grew up in Texas. My parents are from a town that's ten minutes from where I grew up on the Texas side, um, and you know, my mom comes from a family where, like, my my grandmother was born on the Texas side. That family has been in Texas before. It was even the United States, you know, uh, and I think that's, you know, for a lot of people that, that uh, on the border and beyond have that experience. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just think there's something about that. The spirit of Texas, it sort of uh, celebrates individuality, I think, in, in, in a way. And, yeah. and um, you know, I think you carry that with you when you leave, certainly. I don't care. I mean, I've lived in New York now as long as I lived in Texas, but I still feel like a Texas boy at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so far I can tell you, you guys have, I always feel like actors that I meet from Texas all have good voices. They all feel like something feels <laughs> like that it has a little, it's a little crackle of barbecue and, it, and it's just chill. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. And you both have it. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me for Cinco de Mayo. And for those out there that may partake of it, but have no idea what it is, I'm going to explain a little bit what it is. It is a celebration of Mexican heritage. It commemorates the date of the Mexican army's victory over France in 1862. You didn't know that, did you? You just thought it was just about drinking and partying in the streets. The Battle of Puebla. That's right. Exactly. Battle of Puebla. Exactly. Okay, you guys, do you usually do something to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do, Gabe? Well, uh, I mean, for me, it's been a tradition. You know, my, my cousins and I were big fight fans. So, um, you know, two, two times a year, you know, Cinco de Mayo or, or the SEC, there's going to be a big fight, you know. Like what kind of a fight? Is it like a, like a boxing uh, fight boxing. or a fight in the street? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, just, just a straight up brawl, man. Just a good old fashioned roadhouse brawl. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, traditionally, you know, Mexican Americans are, are just kind of the foundation of, uh, of the fight game and, the, and support for, for, for the sport of boxing. And, and you, you, you're, I mean, you're always going to have a good time. You go to Vegas and, you know, I caught, you know, Canelo versus Triple G. I yeah. caught uh, Canelo and Chavez Jr. Caught a few of them, you know, over the years. Do you fight? Do, do you box? Do you box as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trained trained boxing since I was about eight or nine years old. Wow. And, um, cool. and we were prepping for uh, uh, the last couple of things I've done. I, I started training over wild card here in Hollywood with with Fred Roach and Roger Gonzalez. It's a beautiful sport, and and uh, and then very much in the spirit of that of of Cinco de Mayo. You know, Cinco de Mayo was we celebrate a day when. You know, the Mexican army was outnumbered two to one and they uh, and, you know, they showed great resolve and, 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 and great spirit and fighting spirit. And then were able to, uh, to succeed on that day and only, you know, only to later lose a second battle. There was another battle with Pueblo, but but we don't we don't count that one. OK, OK, <laughs> yeah. OK, OK, cool. What about you, Raul? What do you what do you do? What do you do to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? You know, Cinco de Mayo is not one that we celebrate a lot in, in Mexico. Uh, uh, it's 16th, 16th of September is like Independence Day. That's like, that's the big one. That's the big like blowout. But, you know, you come to the U.S. and you kind of adapt to the, the customs of, uh, of the U.S. Mm. So we started celebrating Mex uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, but I don't, you know, I'm not big in the crowd. So I try to Avoid the big, the big parties, uh, but I'll do something here at home, something nice and quiet. Sweet, perfect, <laughs> excellent. Okay, so uh, speaking of doing things at home, did you make some brunch today? Because today we have to start off with a good brunch so we can kick it up with a cocktail. What did you make for brunch, Raul Castillo? 
I made uh, one of my favorite snacks as a kid. I was gonna do avocado toast, but then I was like, you know what? Let me let me keep it real and take okay. it back. And I, I did a avocado on a, on a flour tortilla. Oh, okay, all right. It's nice and go. simple. Nice. Some good. salt and some olive oil, and then I'm good. Okay. Any lemon or anything? Any lime? No. No, just salt. I mean, that's what I would eat as a, as a kid in northern Mexico. It's you know the flour tortilla is like the the standard, and so my mom would. You know, make it right off the grill, put some avocado on it, some salt, and that was it. Beautiful, beautiful. What about you, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, Raul may attest to this as a fellow Texan. You know, I, I don't know what it's like in New York. I don't know if they have them, but when I first moved to Los Angeles 10 years ago, the first thing I noticed is they don't do breakfast tacos here. They do breakfast burritos, which <laughs> is, seems nice. like a lot of food, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but back home, we do breakfast tacos. So the, uh, what I got here is a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast yes. taco with nice. some avocado yeah. and some, <laughs> some uh, and then you, then you throw some hot sauce on it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, nice. Nice. nice and spicy. Perfect. But yeah, man, did you ever, did you notice that in LA, man? They don't, they don't do uh, <laughs> breakfast tacos here. It's all burritos. Really? Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Okay, who, wait, who's the best cook in your family? Raul, who's the best cook in your family? My mom. Why? I'm mostly like a, stick to a plant-based diet, but I, I don't, call myself a vegan, I don't consider myself a vegetarian because if my mom is cooking, that's like pure love and I'm going to eat whatever she makes. Yeah. I love um, it. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Gabe? You know, my little brother, probably. My little brother. Really? Why? My, my grandmother cooks wonderfully. My mother, she had to learn it. She went, I was, my mother was a 15-year-old widow when she had me. She was very young. My, mm. my, both my parents were, were teenagers. My father passed before I was born. My mother had to learn a lot of skills and cooking was one that she learned over, t over time. Uh, but she ended up being really, really, really good at making spaghetti and chicken and dumplings, which I always appreciated. <laughs> yeah. As we grew, you know, my brother just took an interest in, in, in the culinary arts and just acquired all kinds of skills, man. I don't know where exactly where from, but uh, he, he, he made, he's, he's, the, he's the grill master of the family, does, does really well on the grill. And Sweet. Just, you know, he just kind of scours the internet for, for various different things and tries his hand yeah. at it. And it's pretty good. Oh, man. Well, cool. listen, I tell you, all right, well, I'm going to... Um, Present to you my, my my breakfast. Um, hopefully, it's a little it's a little uh, inspired oh. by South of the Border. The worst part of living in your home state part time is the food because it's incredible, and I feel like they're going to have to forklift me out of Austin at some point. But what I have today, I decided to go for what you just said they don't do here in L.A., Mister Gabe. I did breakfast tacos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I made a breakfast taco. I had it with some. Um, Chorizo. I really got to chorizo <laughs> when I was living in Baja. So I got chorizo, some scrambled nice. eggs, some cilantro, some salsa, and then I'm going to just put a little lime in that joint. I wish we could have Raul do the taste test. There we go. <laughs> you know, exactly. We, we somebody exactly. do a taste exactly. test just to see. Right. We can go Iron Chef on this, man. See who. <laughs> let's see if we can do it. All right. Hey, let's go make a cocktail. Right? Let's go. Okay. So this won't surprise you at all. But for our Cinco de Mayo cocktail, we just had to start with tequila. We made a delicioso Blanco Agave Drop with Don Julio, really known as tequila in its truest form. It's one of those that can stand so well on its own, but it also makes great cocktails. And for this one, we combined it with some spiced citrus and desert pear that's just, oh, mwah. You can find the recipe for the Don Julio Blanco Agave Drop over at amc.com slash brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Now, back to my brunch with Gabriel Luna and Raul Castillo. 
Happy Cinco de Mayo, brothers. Salud, Salud fellas. Salud. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's pretty good. Nice. Oh, okay, there it is. That's right. <laughs> Prickly pear. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm going to start this segment off with a very raw question, all right? Why do you do what you do at the core? Why make your life as an artist? It's a terrible life. No, it's not a terrible life. It's a great life. But why do you do what you do? Yeah, you, you, you joke, you know, and I sometimes joke myself. You know, I say uh, I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, much, much less uh, someone I love. But, <laughs> but that's only half true. You know, I, I grew up, as I said, you know, my, 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 my upbringing was, was such that my mother was working for the state since she was old enough to work. You know, my grandmother worked at a laundromat. Grandpa would lay tile. And, and as, I, as I started to pursue this when I was 18 years old, I just, uh, you know, I kept trying to find reasons like, why take this route? But then I just kept coming back to the fact that, you know, if this whole thing burned down, I could still do what I do by the fire. You know what I mean? Just tell somebody's story. And, 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 uh, and I just, uh, and I always took sanctuary in that thought. Mm. You know, I, I've continued to do it because it's healing, it's educational, it's, it's entertaining, and it, it encompasses all these qualities. And, and of course, as, as I just said, it kind of harkens back to, uh, to who we were at the, you know, at the dawn of man, just, you have to, you have to document it, whether it's, whether it's in the cinema or on stage or, or just yeah. simply, you know, telling a story in the oral tradition. We just, we just got to keep the, uh, the human experience evolving and, and, uh, and give people mirrors to, to, to look into so that, that they can feel uh, solid in, in their own experience and, and uh, knowing that, that others have had that shared experience. So that's, mm. yeah, man. Amen. Great answer, Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, I, my mom, you know, says she would, I'm the kid that she would find in, in my closet as a little kid talking to imaginary characters uh, and, and, mm. and creating imaginary, scenar imaginary scenarios. And I think that's still essentially what I'm doing at the end of the day. I mean, I, I feel like I've never not, even when I didn't think I could be an actor, even when I didn't think there would be opportunities for someone like me, I just thought... I, I just loved doing it and I could never stop doing it. So I just kept on doing it. And then eventually people paid me to do it and then it became my, my job. But I just, I just think it's something that I've uh, been doing since I was really, really young. I'm a middle child, so uh, I, 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 uh, I need the attention. Raul, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to the roles that you choose or create, do you feel a certain responsibility, especially as a representing, you know, the, being part of the Latino community? Yeah, absolutely. I, de I definitely feel uh, a responsibility, but I, I know I, I'm as I as I progress in my career, I sort of I, I I start to trust my instincts more and more. When I read something, when I when I read a script, when I when I encounter a character, if this is someone, you know, I know in that first reading if it's if it's the role that I want to play, if it's a story that I want to tell, and I always find that I, I know my instinct just like knows right at the top and and. If I spend a lot of time deliberating or, or you know, confused, then it's probably not the right thing for me. So I just try to, uh, to, to listen to my heart and, you know, my, my, my gut when I'm reading the script and taking on the character. But if it's, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have, I have certain stories that I want out in the world. And, and uh, I think that there's great responsibility for sure. You're a writer as well. The, the worlds that you want to create. Is there, some, is there something you're looking forward to, like in terms of like, what, what are you hoping to bring into the world? What sort of characters and worlds do you want to I bring I mean, to the world? as far as writing goes, it's such a lonely, tortured process. I mean, uh, you know, but you, I love the collaborative aspect of what we do. And I love um, 
kind of like what Gabriel was saying, sort of what you learn about yourself by interacting with other people. Uh, so I never know. I mean, you know, I, I think it's it, it's an exciting time. We're, we're finally getting cast in characters that aren't defined by our ethnicity or, our, you know, our, um, and, and, and people are taking chances when they're casting and, and it's an exciting time. But I, I never know about what story I want to tell until I, I read it, you know, and, and uh, when I, as a playwright, I liked writing about Texas. I thought location was always important to me. I, I'm a fan of Tennessee Williams and Sam Shepard and August Wilson, you know, where location is... is Horton Foot. You know, pa- Horton Foot. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Paramount to, you know, uh, to the story. So um, I never know. But yeah, I never know until I'm reading the script. Beautiful. And um, Gabe, uh, who has been one of your greatest inspirations? Who inspires you? You know, I've had a lot of different angles I've taken over the years, you know, and I, as an artist, I'm still influenced by people who were inspirational when I was growing up, you know, could have been a football coach or, you know, Coach Garza in middle school or or my, my uh, high school theater teacher, Mr. Sharp. He was, he was a really, really wise guy, you know, really smart guy. And as, as I, as I became more familiar with the world that I'm, that we're now involved in and, you know, you look around for, as Raul said, you know, now it's an exciting time. It, it, it's starting to open up, uh, you know, still a ways to go, but it's starting to open up for us as, as, as creators and as, as artists to, and um, to, to not only inspire people who look like us, but I think the, 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 the final test is to have people who are, who are not like us see themselves in us. And I, that's, that's uh, you know, that's where we're going. I think that's what he and I are, 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 are in pursuit of. But as far as, you know, but, but back then you do look to people who, who, who show you that it could be done. And for me, of course, that was, you know, that was Robert, Robert Rodriguez, who, who uh, went to school at the University of Texas in Austin, you know, and on a long and winding road all the way around, I was finally able to link up with him. We finally worked together on a show called Matador. I was, a, I was a, the, the lead of that program and one of the first uh, original programs to appear on El Rey Network, which, which was his, uh, his cable network. And, you know, I, I just... I just love that he brought everything that it means to be a Mexican-American from, from Texas. He, he brought all that. He embraced all of it. But at the same time, pointed it in a direction where, where you, you can put it on the table with, you know, any of the big action movies from the 80s or any of the big action stars or any of the, of the great, talented, dr- dramatic actors. You know, you, he brought in faces that have become exactly what we describe, people that people from all over the world, regardless of what they look like, can look to and, and, and identify with those characters. Antonio and Desperado and, you know, and, and, and goes on and on. You know, he, to, so I, I, I always, in fact, I used to, uh, once I started acting, when I was in eight, you know, I was last year of high school, my grandfather would, would, uh, would keep a scrapbook of stuff that different filmmakers were, were doing in Austin. And it was always usually Robert or, 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 Rich, or Rick, you know, or any of these guys. And he'd keep this book and I'd go visit him once a month, once or twice a month. And he'd break it out sometimes. Like, oh, look what I found in the thing. He brought, he had, had the whole story written out, you know. And uh, he, he pointed, you know, this is the guy right here. He'd point a picture of Robert. This is the guy you need to work with. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say, yeah, a lot of stuff's got to happen first, Papa. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day. And then, you know, sure enough, I mean, it was, it was, it was probably about two months after my grandfather's passing that I found myself sitting with uh, Robert at the Four Seasons over here on Doheny talking about being the lead in Matador. And it was February 19th, which was my grandfather's birthday. When you see those signs, 
when you see when you experience deja vu when you when you you're overseas and you run into somebody from your neighborhood and these things don't happen by accident and i think it's there are signs there are signals hmm. that that you're, you're on the right path you know you should you should press forth and uh, when you stop experiencing that i think that's when it gets a little hmm. shaky you know you, you've probably gone off somewhere but yeah i mean i got to sit there in front yeah. of somebody who i consider a hero and an idol and and um and, and you know discuss making something great as peers and and that's that's all you ask for in this in this world that's beautiful absolutely man raul raul you've talked about growing up in a border town and and what it was like spending time in both mexico and the states how did that experience feed your approach to making art the term code switching is something that has come into my vocabulary like in in recent years but i i realized that it was something that we've been doing since we were kids like by we i mean me and my siblings who we spent a lot of time going back and forth and uh, we're bilingual and we, you know, but you, you go to Mexico and you're, you're, you're the American cousin. And then, you know, in, in the U S you're the, you know, you're, you're Mex, you know, so you're kind of, you're kind of always, uh, navigating, um, around identity. Um, and, and depending on who, you know, where you're yeah. at, you sort of, uh, you adjust, you, you kind of calibrate. And, and I think that's something that we've been like, that I was doing since like a young age. Right. I got to dub my own, uh, lines in Spanish for uh, a project recently. And that was the first time in my career that I've been asked to, to dub my own stuff. And it was such a, what? yeah, it was incredible. Uh, such a privilege, like, uh, um, uh, it was so fun. Now, why is that? Would they never even consider you to, would they never usually consider you to dub your own lines? Yeah, I think they just get artists from like, you know, some other country normally. Uh, in fact, the engineer that was on the headphones in the studio with me, he said he had dubbed me in another project in Mexico. Uh, uh, a couple of years back. So uh, it was a trip, man. It was, but it was fun to get to do. And I just feel like, you know, speaking of voices, what you were saying, Coleman, it's like our, our voices are so distinct and it was like, great. I, I, I just hope that I can connect with the Spanish speaking fans on that level. And that was really yeah. exciting. And, 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 and um, I've gotten to act a couple of times in Spanish and it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Dude, that's great, man. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. They're very, usually tight knit. The, uh, the, the voice, the voice acting group, the people who do the work. films, and it's the same guy, you know, that does like the young, like mid twenties guy or the thirty. He does all of them, and I got to meet my guy from Italy when I was shooting that film that I was doing. Have in you September. heard yours? Have you heard the the people who dub yours, Gabe? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do they sound? Do they match your voice? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I thought he did a great job. I felt <laughs> like it was, uh, it was right in the pocket of what uh, I think <laughs> I would sound like in Italian. <laughs> okay, Gabe, you've also played a motorcycle racer in multiple projects. Uh, do you have a closet full of just killer motorcycle jackets, you know, <laughs> ready to look cool at any moment? Do you, you just pull them out? Uh, yeah, I have uh, I have a closet full of jackets that fell off the truck. Fell off the costume <laughs> truck, yeah. Fell off the truck yeah. and into your closet. Okay. <laughs> great. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I got to, you know, the one I didn't get to keep, though, was was my Ghost Rider jacket, which is in a in a pop culture a museum in Seattle, I think. And yeah, that, that would that would be one I'd like to keep. I don't have that one. Yeah. Uh, Raul, do you do you snatch some um, swag off of a set? Do you have uh, mementos and things like that? Any any time that I, I can, I, I try to keep my characters' costumes and and also my my partner's a, a costume designer, so I, I get a lot. Okay. I get it on both ends, like <laughs> you know, uh, and I try to take advantage as, as often as possible. <laughs> <That's> fantastic. <laughs> You guys, the beginning of um, 2021 felt like 2020 
had put on a wig and came back as 2021. All right. <laughs> but it feels like the wig is coming off and things are calming down. What are you looking forward to in 2021? And whatever it can be work, it could be hugs, it could be whatever, whatever it is. What are you looking forward to, Raul? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing my friends again. Yeah, to see mm. my loved ones. I mean, I've seen, you know, some of my family, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, even being able to give someone a hug, which we haven't even been able. Like, I feel like we're all kind of in this kind of post pandemic um, haze right now. We don't even know how to behave around each other because our, our behavior has been so altered by 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 this, you know, pandemic. Uh, uh, so I'm just looking forward to being in the same room with people and just feeling that energy. And, and I haven't done a play in years, but this makes me want to get back into theater and be yeah. with a live audience again, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's that, that community spirit. You want to be with everybody and in a dark room. Exactly. Absolutely. What about you, Gabe? No, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I think that the, the live stage is a place where I think we need to all focus our, our attention and our patronage and and uh, our, you know, our resources towards towards getting that that whole infrastructure back, mm. you know, back to where it needs to be. Because uh, I think, uh, you know, for me, it's going to be going to just going to shows, man. You know, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of friends in the music industry being from Austin, you know, and I, and, uh, I miss those guys. I miss just kind of catching a plane or jumping on the bus with them and or. or uh, and yeah, but exactly as, as Raul was saying, you know, just to just to have the the uh the physical contact the the uh, unaltered and unfiltered you know interaction and i think that you know over over this last year we've, we've gotten to a point where um before the the protests you know before the protests back in june i was getting a little bit concerned about how the isolation is affecting us and how uh it's impeding our ability to organize and to 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 uh gather and create but i was so thrilled and so excited that when it comes down to it, when, when, when the, you know, excuse my language, when the hits the fan, we're, we're still going to take all every precaution we need to, but we're going to be, we're going to come, we're not going to allow it to, to uh, restrict us from coming together when, when, when the cause calls us to, you know, so that gave me a lot of hope as to, you know, once the wig does come off, you know, how, how will we react? You know, how, 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 how quickly can yeah. we, can we uh, embrace each other again, both not just physically, but just mentally. And uh, I look, I look forward to that. Just, just uh, that said, I think there's a few things that were, that were, I guess it came from, you know, I think the flu is down and a lot of infectious disease is down. So I think people are being really smart about that and being considerate of others and knowing, yeah. you know, you know, if you got a little something, just... But don't you think, don't you think that's, I feel like that's been the grand lesson. I feel like in all of this, I feel like even like going back on sets, it feels like we're all taking care of each other a bit mm -hmm. more. Because I felt like we were just all blowing past that and moving fast. And, you know, I just, I actually love the idea that when you go to the market, somebody may step aside. They're not stepping aside because they see me as they probably would in the past. They step aside <laughs> because they're, they want to take care of you. And you want to take care of each other and, you know, just say, hey, let's give each other some space. Let's not climb all over each other. Let's take a moment to I realize how filthy we were. And be, to be honest, I, I feel like <laughs> we were running around touching our faces and doorknobs and everything. Yeah, and so like, you're telling me I have to wash my hands <laughs> 10 times? I mean, I was I was washing my hands, obviously, but 10 times, that's a good rule of thumb. Man. But were you washing, washing your hands as much as you're washing your hands nah, now, to be man, honest? Nah, were you washing your hands not. like that? Think about old school. You know what I thought about? The phone booth. Back when people oh, were phone booths, people were just going up, Oof. making a call, oh, touching God. something, putting something awful. up against your face. That was nasty. Nah, that's, right? that's a oh, I look forward to never getting back there again. 
<laughs> right. right, man. I think I, I think I, I do feel hopeful. It's funny. I've been doing a whole lot of I, I don't know. I've just got obsessed with making my backyard nicer and better because I feel like I, I'm, I'm getting ready to have people over. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like something about spring feels like okay. We can last spring we were you know <laughs> battered with, with the pan, in the beginning of the pandemic. We're all running around like we didn't know what to do. But now I feel like I'm like I'm just getting excited because I feel like. We're going to get there if, we, if everybody takes care of themselves and take care of each other and just like, you know, just stay the course. Right. So stay the course. Wow, we will, man. We will. Right. All right. I know you will. All right. We're going to play a little game in just a moment. All right. This will be some fun. And we'll, then we'll kick it off and get out of brunch. All right. <laughs> All right, since we're very young and cool around here, we're going to do something that's all the rage on social media. Did you learn the dance choreography that I sent you? I'm kidding. I, I didn't send any dance choreography. We're not uh -oh. doing that. I, I have a little game to learn about each other's deepest secrets. Not that deep, somewhat deep. Okay, everybody hold up five fingers. Come on, brothers, five fingers. I'm going to ask you some questions, and if you've done that thing, put down a finger, okay? All right, put down a finger if you have. Lied about technical difficulties to get out of a Zoom call. Oh! <laughs> Been shocked and dismayed when your phone tells you your screen time report. Oh, yes. <laughs> Told someone you had seen their movie or show and you hadn't. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Change from your daytime sweatpants right into your nighttime sweatpants. <laughs> These are my daytime sweatpants. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgotten what day it was and not really cared. <laughs> what was the question that you that you got what you did well on? What was that? Uh, I, I don't think I've said I, that I've seen something that I didn't see. Because uh, I'm, okay. I'm too scared that someone's going to have a human being than I am. I'm a, I've I'm avoided it. Yeah. I've like, and man, I've been I've been looking like Hans <laughs> and Franz awesome. every day, bro. It's just my Hans and Franz look. <laughs> sweat, just totally. sweatpants. Oh totally. man, my brothers, thank you so much. I'm sending you guys a huge thank you. Thank you, Gabriel Luna and Raul Castillo, for joining me for brunch today. It was great spending time with both of you and getting to know you. Thank you so much. Likewise, thank you, you. Likewise. <laughs> thank you, Coleman. Likewise, thank you, Coleman. You're very welcome. Pleasure, Pleasure to meet you, brother. And as promised, I'm joined by my best gal pal, Stacy, to get some of her insights, thoughts, reactions to this brunch. Stacy, hi. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How have you been? I haven't talked to you I'm in a while. I'm good. Where have you been? I haven't talked to you in a few days. Just a little busy. You know, Cinco de Mayo, things to do. No late night calls, no FaceTime, no we nothing. Know. Not really sure what's happening. <laughs> I was trying to give you your space for a minute. I know, I mean? no, I you're not that you. busy. Nope, you're not that busy. <laughs> I know you think you're so busy, but you're not as, that busy. As as you guys remember, Stacy is my best friend who keeps it real, <laughs> who uh, to make sure that I'm brought back down to earth. You know, that's because right. It's, it's Keep important. you grounded. That is my one job <laughs> in life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my one job <laughs> is to keep you grounded. Uh, so wait, did you did you enjoy this episode? I did. I did. Did you know about those two guys? I didn't, but I can tell you what, they were two super cuties. That's what I did know. So you were glued to the TV. I was. Right? I was. And Gabriel Luna, he reminds me so much of our friend Ariel, who's like my boyfriend in my head. So he, he, <laughs> he reminds me so much of Ariel. So, yeah. 
Oh, cool. Oh, great. I, it, it's wild to me that I didn't know at first uh, when I was doing some research because I knew Raul from New York um, back, you know, treading the New York boards. But I didn't know they were both from Texas, which I thought was wild. And I live in Texas part time. So I thought it was a whole Texas feel to the episode. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, and we need to talk about you got to work on your um, your roar, your cheer for them. You know, wait, like what, wait, what, your, what, when they wait. come on, you're like, ah, like, ah, you know, what? your, <laughs> your cheer for husky? them, like, you know, kind of like the background. What was wrong with it? <laughs> I, it just needs a little bit of work. <laughs> what, like what, like vocal support or what? Like what? I'm not really sure. We just need to figure that out. So you were just fixated on my cheer the whole time. Yeah, you, I was. You watched the rest I of the was. Episode? But <laughs> I was fixated on cheer. But I can tell you, I have no comment about the attire. How about that? Really? No. So you you enjoyed it. Your shirt was just kind of normal. But look at that. Look at that. I know. Okay, what, but I was like, <laughs> I got to work on that. <laughs> okay, so I'll work on the cheer. Anything else you'd like to judge and comment on? No, Anything no, else you'd like just, to judge and comment on in my performance? That I noticed. That's all. Okay. That's all. What about, how, did my hair look good at least? Uh, your hair was great. <laughs> the bar? The bar is the bar. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, somebody's very impressed with the show. I well, exactly. And I'm feeling a little bit better about this, you know, relationship that we have, this little arrangement, because, you know, I received some of the kits that the other folks were receiving. So I was very happy. Oh, good. Oh, good. Now, so did you make the, the cocktail that we had with the single to my episode? Did you make that yet? I did not. I did not because I, I did not get the tequila. You're not doing your homework. Okay, so I need to send I, you tequila I, I'm now. Not, I'm not doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to send you some tequila I do now. not have access. <laughs> is every episode going to be about like what alcohol brand we need to send you? Is that it? Is that is that why you're here? If I'm participating in the brunch, I need to be able to get all the things <laughs> everybody on the brunch has. <sighs> I think that's what You're so demanding. You're so demanding. Okay, well, I want you to rate everyone's cocktail making skills. How are they? Well, hilarious, you know, Raul was above, you know, you guys, your your drinks were very pretty, but they were incorrect. Like you needed to stir in the syrup. <laughs> so I, I love I love the layered effect that you have. And Raul, so he was so funny. He was like, I think I got a little excited. So I put in the syrup early, like too fast, <laughs> but he had mixed it up and you kind of joked on him a little bit. You're like, oh, you look like you have a Cosmo, but he actually was the only one who had it right. You know, you, you know what? You and you know, I, But see, I like the, the pretty presentation. It and was then, like, pretty. See, I would present it that way and then I would stir it once I was ready to drink it. Oh, okay. Well, you would have to give that instruction because you guys were about ready to sip without stirring in the syrup. So Ugh, more judgment, more judgment. I, I don't even I know listen, why I have you on listen. this. And all I'm saying is <laughs> You know, folks need instruction. That's all. Okay. You got to tell them okay. what to do. We'll give them better instruction next time. Now, how about a, a breakfast taco off between me and Gabe? Those both look actually really good. You know, I'm all about the I eggs and bacon. Eggs, eggs, bacon, and cheese. I'm all about that. Always. And it was scrambled eggs, which I know you like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. <laughs> We're an growing. Egg There's growth cooked. happening. An egg that is cooked. That is what I'm talking about. That's what we <laughs> So whose was better, mine or Gabe's? Okay, I'm going to have to go with Gabe because he's I knew you were because cutie. you were he so attracted to him. Oh, my God. It's, it's horrible. I don't even know why I asked. I set myself up. You were like, oh, okay, I'm so in love with Gabe. Gabe, you're looming. He's just, you know, I, I'm just saying. No, actually, they both, they looked really good. So. Um, could you tell that there was a good vibe? Because um, one of my guests was a Sagittarius. And you know how I am about a Sag. A good Sag. Oh it's true. It's true. Because I think Sages bring the party. You know what I mean? And Gabriel, once I found out Gabriel Luna, your new, you know, husband, uh, was a Sag, I, I got very excited. 
It seems that he's somebody else's husband because I saw the ring on his finger, which I was clearly looking at <laughs> so too. He's but okay. he's not my husband. He cannot up. be my husband. But you know, yeah, the whole Sag thing. I I, I hear you. Yeah, but, I'm not really uh, sure what you want me to say about that, but okay. I don't know. Well, okay, you're a Libra. <laughs> I, I, are you into astrology at all? You're not. I think it, sometimes it depends. Like you know, when I'm trying to analyze somebody's personality or behavior. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's you the- are such a Sagittarius <laughs> just because of how you're behaving. <laughs> so you use it as a weapon, basically. I astrology. do. It just okay. it depends on how you're acting. And then I pull out the <laughs> astrology card. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> well, were there some things that surprised you about the episode or during the episode? Anything you learned that you didn't know before about these two handsome gentlemen? I don't think so. I mean, anything you wanted to know? No, I think that what I found interesting, you know, that them talking about their backgrounds, right, and their families and growing up um, in in Texas, which I thought was that was very interesting to me um, and intriguing to me. So that was that was very cool. You know, they both kind of went into the history of their families and talking about their grandmoms and stuff like that and their moms. Um, So I thought that was awesome. Um, Again, this is not intentional, but I am kind of going back to Gabe just a little bit, just because he was talking. It just because he mentioned that his mom he, she was a teenage mother and mm. widower and which widower which i just thought was a oh, widow widow widower which is the female widow, um yeah, yeah I widow. Just, I, widow widow yeah i'm not sure but i just was like wow you know and then i just had to process that like a 15 year old widow and goodness like first off being 15 and pregnant and then losing it was just kind of kind of crazy um but you know him sharing that story which um i thought was really interesting you know what i thought i thought what i loved speaking of that and his mother and his relationship to his mom i really thought i was talking to two guys who i can tell have very close relationships with their mothers you know what i mean and that you can just tell when a a guy was uh raised well you know what i mean with such respect and love for women like i believe that like that you're doing with your son noah as well. Right. I feel like, you know, I can count him as one of these guys. So I just thought, but also I, there was a subtle thing that it, there's a subtle thing that I was, that I like to do with my pairings when I pair certain guests. Could you tell what that was for this one? I always try to see if people know what I'm trying to do by suddenly having, it, it's one of those, for me, I'll just tell you what it is. No, you tell me, what, what do you think it is? Well, I, don't put me on a spot. I'm just, I I, I, I'm trying, I'm not really sure. Well, I thought it would be interesting to have two Latin men on the Minorities. show. Minorities. Yeah, and, and joined by another, well, you're pretty much going to be the majority pretty soon in this country. But also, oh, um, <laughs> right, <laughs> but but also joined by someone who is half Afro-Latino. So the idea of having three Latin men on, on screen together, talking about things, not necessarily, you know. So who's deeper, that third person? But, <laughs> Me, fool. Okay. <laughs> you are so oh, crazy. I'm sorry. You always forget that part of me, don't you? Like, I thought, yeah. I was like, did I miss that? Who was a, Was there a fourth <sighs> square? No, sorry. <laughs> You're like, was there a fourth handsome gentleman on there? It was exactly. me, fool. Anyway. Boy, listen, you are West Philly, you know, 100% I'm so, to I'm me. So, I'm, just, I'm so West Philly and so black. You're so, but also, you're there, right. There, you're there, so just there, 100% there is, Negro but, to me. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there is the half of me that is from my father and his whole family from Central yes, America. So I, I try know, to represent that as well. Because you know what I mean in terms of like, because a lot of times, but that's what I thought would be interesting to have three men who are of Latin descent on a unit to have a great conversation with and for to, you know, to get to have a deeper dive and to know who they are. So it's not suffering tropes about, you know, who these men are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I so think that was that. 
I, I did not pick that up, but that was admirable, and I appreciate I appreciate that effort. Well, I'm glad. Well, maybe it was that subtle then. You know, hopefully, I, hopefully, yeah. I don't want it to be on the nose. It should all it should be like subversive in a way. You know. Okay. Well, a commission accomplished. <laughs> wow, we're really not getting along all this morning. It's because I we haven't are, called you. We are. We are. We're the best we? friends. This is this is how we do. This okay. <laughs> are there any Are there any topics that you wish we had gotten into besides the fact of um how Gabriel got his good looks? Oh my goodness. I was not totally obsessed with Gabe, but no, I mm. think you, um, mm. yeah, I think, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, just you asking the questions about, um, why acting, you know, mm. why getting into that, uh, getting into this industry and, you know, what it means for them means to them, um, what they hope to accomplish, you know, being in this profession. I thought that was all very cool. And I'm sure everybody, all of you get into it for different reasons. So it's always interesting to hear, what motivated uh, an individual to become an actor? Because yeah. I know it's not easy. And, you know, I've seen I've seen it with you from pretty much the beginning, you know, um, not so much in your San Francisco days, but, you, you know, you work hard. It's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of uncertainty. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hand to mouth, <laughs> paycheck to paycheck, sometimes no paycheck, <laughs> you know, until things <laughs> right. really start to take off. And um, yeah. I think it has to be something that you love to do. And it seems um, it was nice to hear, you know, their reasoning as to how they got into it and why. So. Oh, beautiful. And mostly what they hope to accomplish. Um, That's the part I thought was very inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. Wrapping up this Cinco de Mayo episode, is there some, something that you've always, you're someone that I know who always celebrates holidays. Your favorite holiday is Halloween. And let me it tell you is. guys, oh my God, Stacey kills best. it. You kill it, oh kill it, kill God. it. Oh my God, there you is no the better holiday than Halloween. So you let me it. tell you, oh my God. So I have like three or four containers of Halloween decorations and I have like a half of one for Christmas. Like it's just, Christmas is just not my thing. I mean, well, what about I'm Cinco de Mayo? Do you oh, do Cinco de Mayo, in, uh, you know, I equate that with margaritas, right? Is that kind of what you have on Cinco de Mayo? Yes. And that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of all that really means to me. And like a really cool fun hat, which I think we got from like, you know, one of those big sombreros. Right. So that's, you know, Cinco de Mayo. But yeah, Halloween does it for me. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> it is. Great. I'm such a pagan. I guess I'm a pagan. <laughs> basically that's exactly yes, yeah it's person. just you know because you're not supposed to be all into the whole evil spirit thing but i'm all about halloween well that's you you know <laughs> so that's why i love you well but listen one thing one thing i we i we don't have it for now but we're gonna have it in the future i totally want to play the game I want to be in on the game. I need to be more involved in the things that are happening at Bottomless Brunch. <laughs> in what way? What does that mean? What does that mean? I want to play the game. You also are playing this game at the end. Oh, you want to play right? a game? I, I okay. want to play the game where you like the never have I ever, whatever. That, oh, yeah. Although, okay. Although okay, maybe great. we should not play. I actually mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you so much for suggesting I mean, that. I'm I'll make sure, sure that uh, no, I might have to pull that back. I think I'm retracting that now that I think about you, it. We're going to add our pagan friend to this game at the end. Thank you. Oh, wow. You know what? I just thought about it. I was like, you definitely know where all the bodies are buried. So maybe and that's I not am a going good idea. To, I'm going to raise these bodies up on the next episode of Bottomless Brunch. Yeah. Uh, the podcast. With, uh, it just seemed really Domino's like fun. Comment. So yeah, that's, you should keep going on with that. But it does seem like it was a fun thing to do. <laughs> cool. Well, we will add you to the games uh, for this podcast, which is, uh, you know, they'll be a little raw and crazy and weird. And so um, be prepared. 
I just, no, I, what I meant to say was that was a really nice addition to the bottomless brunch. Um, that's what I meant to say, the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need to have any parts of it. Oh, that's what I was, what I was going you're for. Oh, we're playing. Thank you so much today, Stacey. I appreciate you. It was good to to talk to you. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Pagan. Talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) I am who I am. (laughs) Ah, thank you for joining us for an extended Bottomless Brunch. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I have some fabulous brunches to bring you with folks like Regina King and Patti LaBelle coming up. So come on back. Please drink responsibly. Presented by Don Julio Tequila. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. Imported by Diageo Americas. New York, New York. New York.